Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. I'm the host, Abby, for those of you who don't know me on Instagram or real life. I'm a 23-year-old beauty blogger turned podcaster living in San Francisco. I'm all about living your best, most, most authentic life and not giving an F what other people think. Like, you do you, boo. Anyways, this past year, I've been on a self-journey, just doing a lot more self-reflection and figuring out what I want in life. And a key part of that has been from having really raw, deep, and authentic conversations with my girlfriends. After a few convos over cocktails, of course, I decided to share these vulnerable topics we are discussing because it's something every woman can relate to and we don't talk about them enough. So today, I'm really excited to have my friend Meg on as we discuss the pure frustration with weight loss, getting real about society's expectations on women, and a few other tangents. Enjoy. Thank you for joining the show. So I'm super excited about today's episode. I have my friend Meg here with me today, and we are talking about some real shit today. So I just want to put a disclaimer out just to, we're going to be talking about, you know, weight loss issues and um, our body image. So Just a little disclaimer in case any of these trigger you. We just want you to know beforehand, but... I'm so excited. Meg, thank you for joining me today. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. This is um, very foreign, and I'm very (laughs) excited to do this. I know, and Meg and I are sipping on gin and tonics, and we have little grapefruit juice and rosemary. So Mm. you introduced me to the rosemary, actually, because when I came to your house that one night and we had dinner, you had gin and tonics, and you put rosemary in it, and Mm -hmm. I didn't even think to do that. I was like, but it added so much flavor. Yes, I I went a little Martha Stewart on you. I like walked to the back deck and just opened the doors and the doves came out. I just snipped the rosemary growing on the back deck. I felt very over the top. But yeah, very wifey. It was very wifey. I I like it. It adds like an aromatic flavor. Yeah. No, it's really good. I highly suggest you add some rosemary and we have the grapefruit juice. It's really good. But Mm -hmm. before we get started with the topic – I feel like people need to know how we met and how oh, yeah. our, <laughs> the nail story is like what I call it now. Yeah. How we met because it's basically sums up our friendship and it's kind of iconic. So Meg and I met at school at Santa Clara University and we had a class together with mm-hmm. public speaking class and we were partnered in a group and I needed a new nail lady. I needed a new set so badly. And Meg had the most beautiful acrylics on. So I was like, Meg, like, where do you get your nails done? She pulls out a post-it, writes down the name of the salon or the nail salon. And then she's like, hands it to me. She's like, ask for Jackie. <laughs> and the rest was history, it was, literally. It, it, it was very underground mafia-like. It was. <laughs> it was. It was like, okay, I got you, sis. We got this. It was so funny. But I mean... We just, yeah, we bond. I just feel like we really bond well because we love, you know, the same things. We love makeup. We we both struggle with weight loss. And obviously, we come from similar backgrounds. So it just works. Yeah, we, bond, works. we bonded over so many things. And I think um, early in our friendship, it was about beauty and wellness also because we also work together at Soul Cycle. Yeah. Um, and then it's just evolved into this conversation of, you know, growing up and graduating college and then um, diving into the adult world and what that yeah. looks like. And, um, and I yeah. Re- I really think like this past year or two, like it was, we were always like friends, but like mm-hmm. this past year or two, like after college was actually when we got really right. close. Right. So um, yeah. So let's dive in. So we're going to be talking about 
the pure frustration with weight loss, mm. like frustration, like the steam out of your ears type because you guys will understand what we're talk about in a second, or maybe you can already relate, but I have struggled with weight loss my entire life. So I've always been active. Like, as you know, as my dad told you when you were at his office, um, that I did soccer as a kid. I did, I swam, I did a bunch of stuff, always active. Um, and, and I'd like to point out, you were apparently like on traveling teams, like doing like <laughs> club and then high school and like you were like yeah a pro. Yeah, I, I did it all. Um, and I wouldn't say I never ate bad. Like I would never have fast food like that. And I would never have like sugary cereals or anything. Like my parents didn't raise me in that way. But I would say like I struggled with portion control because as a kid, I thought, oh, well, I'm running and I'm doing like three hours of exercise so I can eat like whatever I want or as much as I want. But mm-hmm. I ate pretty healthy and I couldn't lose weight. I was always the chubby girl, which now we call, you know, thick. Two C's. Uh, <laughs> two C's or with two Q's. Or Q's also, Q's. <laughs> you know, cover the alphabet. Exactly. Um, and actually, side note, this is so funny. So my mom's a first grade teacher and she teaches like pods now and – one of the, her students, first grader, was saying like this cute little guy, little chubby. He was like, oh, I'm getting fat. And this girl turns over and she's like, no, you're not fat. You're just thick. <gasps> A first oh, grader. wow. I'm like my queen. Queen. She's like, my mom said it's thick, not fat. Oh, I love. I was like, I'm teaching my future daughter that for sure. But yes. Basically, no matter what I did, no matter Mm -hmm. how much I worked out, Mm -hmm. I couldn't lose weight. Mm -hmm. I would eat really healthy. I would decrease my calorie count so that I was at a deficit. And I do two workouts a day and I'd actually gain weight. Mm -hmm. And I literally cannot even tell you how many just countless, countless nights I would just like cry or I'd see the number on the scale and just be like, right, how is, how am I working out like seven days a week? eating really healthy, like on a calorie deficit, and I'm gaining weight. And it's not like gaining muscle because mm-hmm. I still looked the same. I still have the same body fat percentage. So I'm like, what the hell mm-hmm. is going on? And I just feel like what we'll talk about, you know, deeper in the – further along in the episode is just how the media has really fucked up, like, what we're suppo- – like, what we're supposed to do or what we think of health – and wellness. And that's the real steam coming out of our ears is that, you yeah, know? Because, you know, like we'll get on further along, but it's like they tell you, I mean, just at a, such a young age, we have this expectation mm-hmm. of what beauty means. And like, I even remember being in elementary school, being self-conscious mm-hmm. about my weight. And I'm like, oh my God, like I was just a kid back then. Like I shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, and it was because I would, you know, just see – people who didn't look like me or I was told, oh, you need to lose weight, sweetie, or this, you know, size small is what you need to fit in mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so for me, like, wait, I've even now to this day from when I was in middle or elementary school to now, I still struggle with weight. So it's like I've figured things out a bit, but I still I still had don't have it figured out, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that one. That's actually one of my goals in 2021 when I was writing my goal list was I just – I don't want to give a fuck. Yeah. Like that's going to be the goal at the end of the day is just to um, wake up every day, live unapologetically, 
yep. not care what the media thinks we should look like or, you know, the guy liking your Instagram should think you look like yeah. or, you know, the the nosy aunt. Like, it just doesn't matter. Um, I know. I'm so I'm so over that as well. And I think especially with my whole podcast, like the theme of this is to find your most authentic, authentic self and mm-hmm. be on your self journey. And I think it never ends, which is no, but you're just always growing. You know, we're all about finding our most authentic self. That's what my podcast is about. That's kind of the theme is like your self growth, your self reflection. And I think, you know, the way we view our own bodies mm-hmm. and the body image thing is such a huge part of it. And <laughs> honestly, I actually never, I don't think I ever thanked you or Kristen, she's our other friend, for introducing me to the To Be Magnetic Manifestation course. Because oh, of course. Honestly, that has changed my life. Like yeah. my mentality. And like even my friends have noticed I'm in such a better headspace. But I, because before COVID, um, Meg and Kristen and I, we went to the mm-hmm. Lacey Phillips, her live event. So it was before COVID. And I didn't know anything about it, but you and Kristen did. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, just come along. You'll love it kind of thing. And I was like, this is so fascinating. But it wasn't until after or during COVID when mm-hmm. I actually was like, okay, I want to go on the self journey and really figure it out. And it stemmed from you and Kristen. So I never said thank Aww, you for that. Because of course. With, I mean, I don't even think you guys realize at the moment, but like that was a really kind of like a turning point for me. I remember, I remember that night very vividly because it was in the most gorgeous um, Gothic cathedral. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, and you, you walked in and you, you just had like doe eyes. You're like, whoa, like, yeah. where did you guys take me to? <laughs> we're like, oh, we're just going to pop by this thing and then we'll go to dinner. Um, yeah, but you just, I've been really proud of you. You latched onto it and you've really just had a whole mindset shift. Yeah. And, um, you're, you're much better at doing the 2B magnetic, um, <laughs> modules than I am it's it, uh, it takes a while I have to force myself to but then once I actually do the work I'm like feel better mm-hmm. um but so I'll get more into kind of my struggles with the weight loss but I think you have a really interesting viewpoint on weight loss because you recently found out that you have PCOS which mm-hmm. bef- like when you told me that I didn't even know what that was and mm-hmm. then I started to do some more research and found that actually I know a few, you know, friends of friends who actually have PCOS and they as well can't lose weight. So maybe you could just talk a little bit about, you know, what PCOS is and how you your weight loss journey and how you kind of figured out that you had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our lovely friend, polycystic ovarian syndrome. <laughs> we we love her. I'm trying to talk of it about it as a person so I can yes. be like more loving to it. Um So yeah, my whole life I struggled with weight, similar to your story. I think that, you know, most women and men can relate to the story of being self-conscious about their bodies and you're growing up and you're in school and the kids will say things and they'll get in your head um, and then the families and the media. Uh, But mine felt very frustrating because I felt like no matter what I did, it was just not enough. And it was not only my weight – which is where the PCOS comes in, but it was like hair loss and hormonal acne and really low energy levels and um, just feeling sluggish. And I mean, like if I was in the same room with someone that had a sneeze, like I was getting the cold and I was out for a week. It was just so many different things culminating over time. 
And I went to doctors and, you know, at the time my mom was so supportive. She was, I was like, mom, I think something's wrong. Like, you know, like my girlfriends, like they're all the different size, like something's up with me. And it was really like when I was like 14, 15, where I was realizing something was up and I was having, we're really going into it here. (laughs) I was having a really hard time getting uh, a normal period. And I was realizing like something was up. They throw you on the pill. That was the first thing they mm-hmm. do. They're just like, here, there you go. You're going to have glorious skin. You're going to lose a bunch of weight. You're going to, you know, glow from within. You're a woman. Congrats. And that really didn't happen with me with the pill. It was just this really dark up and down hormonal journey. Um, and it wasn't until a year ago I went off the pill. Mm-hmm. I was like, forget this. This makes me crazy. Let's just get rid of it. And then very quickly, the symptoms came back that I had in my early teens. And I went to the doctor and I was like, what's wrong with me? And they're like, oh, yeah, you have PCOS. So everything you've been feeling like you've had for these years and you felt crazy over, you're not crazy. It's it's an actual thing. I was like, well, great. Thank you for telling me. (laughs) Ten years later. And to fix, not fix it, but to manage or treat it, you mm-hmm. have basically have to be on birth control. But like you've said, for you, it made you feel really yeah. weird. And also, too, and thank God you said you never had this, but is hair growth, like facial oh, hair yeah. growth? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's mm-hmm. crazy. But it's honestly, it's so wild just like how, how much our hormones really play into everything, but especially our weight loss. And like mm-hmm. I've done so much research over the years because it's like – it would just get so frustrating when my, some of my girlfriends would be like, oh, I gained five pounds. Let me just eat a salad for a week and I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> like next week we'll be bikini ready. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, literally, do you know what it, ha- it takes for me to lose five pounds? Like, oh, yeah. do you know it takes like working out twice a day, right? eating the perfect amount, eating every two hours, mm-hmm. like We've said this before. It is a full-time job trying to lose weight for people like us with slow metabolisms or who have PCOS. It's literally – it's not – people think, oh, just eat healthier, right, and work out more. But it's like, no, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. I have to plan out my meals. Mm -hmm. I have to go to the grocery store, buy all the food. Mm -hmm. I have to go home, meal prep it. Like you said, buy those little containers Mm -hmm. to put it in. And then I have to set my alarm or be like, oh shit, it's been three hours and I haven't had a snack. My metabolism is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So I have to go rush to the kitchen, grab some protein, grab a little carb, then go back to my day, work out, Mm -hmm. and then make sure I'm getting enough sleep, make sure I'm drinking enough water. Like, Make sure I have a protein, a carb, a, a vegetable, fiber, all that. It's like literally a full-time job. Yeah. And that's why like even for me, like I thrive being on a routine and that has helped. I've seen like with weight loss when I do have a strict routine, but it's like for me, every day is different, you know? Right. It's like some days I'm like shooting, you know, for content for my Instagram and I'm gone like four or five hours and I'm like, shit, I haven't had anything to eat. All I had mm-hmm. was like a piece of toast and peanut butter. And I got a dietitian to help me because I, at this point I was like, I've tried everything mm-hmm. and it's not working, mm-hmm. like everything. And she was like, yeah, um, your metabolism is out of whack, sweetie, because you're <laughs> yo-yo dieting. Like, I love yep. my dietitian. She is like this badass, strong female. She's also Jehovah's Witness. Side note, interesting. Um, <laughs> but she's just like, girl, come on now. Like, sis, let's let's be real. I've, but um, 
I think what my issue is, is I was just born with a slow metabolism. Um, but then also I did so much yo-yo dieting. Yeah. I'd lose a couple pounds and be like, oh, this is amazing. And then I'd be like, oh, since I lost a few pounds, I can like kind of ease up on my diet and maybe go out to dinner or have that dessert. Um, and then I'd gain it like all back in a day. And I just keep going back and forth. Or then I'd like not starve myself, but like I wouldn't eat till noon. Mm-hmm. Or then I tried eating like only an 800 calorie diet. So I tried it all. So my metabolism is like, whoa, sis, right. what's going on? Right. And like shut down. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we need to get you on a routine mm-hmm. so that your metabolism can start to like rev back up again and kind of just, you know, be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's really funny because I have a similar story. I mean – I feel like I've done, I think you and I talked about this. We've done every diet Everything. known. I've done, yeah. I've done I paleo. Done, I've done vegan. Yeah. I've done vegetarian. I've done plant-based. Um, I didn't do raw, but I did intermittent fasting, keto. Um, food mop. Food mop. Low food mop. Did that one. Um, Whole done, 30. You've done them all under the sun. Well, and the the pinnacle of all this is the worst one was the HCG or it's AGC. What's that? Oh my gosh. It's it's horrifying. It is really I think what um shot my metabolism. It's they give you you're on a 500 calorie diet. Oh, I remember. And they give and you have to give yourself shots multiple <gasps> times a day. And the shot is a hormone that um women produce when they're pregnant. So their body thinks that they're fine and they don't get the hunger cravings and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it was a very, very um, hard place to be in. And I think it just really messed up my metabolism to like another level. And I have been working with this one woman who's a personal trainer and dietitian combo. And she sent me the meal plan and she was like, okay, like here's your breakfast, here's your lunch, here's your dinner, here's both of your snacks, and here's your optional dessert at the end of the day. And I And I called her and I was like, or I messaged her and I was like, um, this is so much food. And she goes, no, it's not. This is a normal yeah, human is, survival diet. This is Sumi, the Instagram yeah. fitness program that you went on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? She goes, no, if you if you can't eat this, like you, you have a metabolism problem. Ugh, I, I remember you saying this when I came over to your house and I was shocked because – I am like the same with you. Like I honestly, I try to eat fully clean, right? So if you eat fully clean, mm-hmm. healthy foods, it's hard to mm-hmm. reach that calorie goal. I'm hitting like 11, 1200 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And when you said all the food that you that she planned out for you to eat, I was like, there's no way in hell I uh-huh. can eat that. Even working out, I, I was am like, I, I'm good. <laughs> I, I was like, I cannot – Fathom, I think like your breakfast, what did you have to have just for breakfast? It's like like my favorite breakfast that I do is like vegetables that I'll put in an egg or like egg, egg whites. So it would be like an mm-hmm. omelet thing and then I'll do carbs on the side. So it's usually like a potato of some kind. And then um, – so it's usually vegetable protein – carb mm-hmm. is the standard breakfast um, and then some kind of fruit on top of that. So it's it's a – and Sumit was having you do all that and then plus like oatmeal with berries on top and mm-hmm. all that. So mm-hmm. that like for me, I could do either the oatmeal and berries or I could do the omelet with the veggies and stuff. But like 
to do both, I'd be like, feel like sick to my stomach, honestly. Yeah. And that, that might, that is exactly what my dietitian was basically saying who I work with now. And she was just like, you need to eat this, this, this. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down, sweetie. Like what? I was like, I, first of all, you want me to eat food? (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Wait, you mean I don't have to starve myself to lose weight? Literally. No, she was like, I would tell her what I ate in a day. And she's like, where are your carbs? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't eat carbs. They're awful for you. That's that's how I'm going to gain weight, right? And this was really the monumental shift mm-hmm. for me, honestly. I was like, I don't eat carbs. What are you talking about? Carbs are going to make me fat because that's what I've been told by the media my whole right. life and by society is don't you dare touch a carb. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you're joking, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, she didn't say it in that words, but like she was shocked that I was truly, I mean, she wasn't shocked because she has seen it before, but she was like, she basically sat me down virtually and she was like, you do this workout like every single day. You are tearing up your body doing an hour and a half workout because I will admit I overcompensate for my workouts because I am scared that I am going to gain weight or because I want to like rush the process of weight loss. So, you know, and instead of maybe working out five days a week for an hour and letting my body rest for two days, I'm like, okay, well, let me just like do, do a, like a four mile walk or hike, you know, on my rest day, just because I'm I'm fine. I can do, you know, when in reality inside, I'm like, oh, what if I gain weight, you know? Mm -hmm. But so she was like, look, when you're, when you were working, you like, at your work or your job or whatever, you're using energy. You're always constantly using energy. So if you're not replenishing your body with that, and also too, she was saying for carbs, it's like, she she told me, because I told her, I was like, at a, one point, I was eating only like 800 calories a day and I was working out. I would do Soul Cycle in the morning and then right. berries at night or, the, or the, whatever. And she was like, your body literally thinks it's starving, Abby. Yeah. It's like, your body is shutting down and is holding on to that weight because it's like, oh shit, my net calorie is like 300. Mm-hmm. And it's shutting down. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And I've always struggled with my relationship with food. I love food. I love going out to restaurants and, mm-hmm. you know, ordering the new menu or what's new on the menu and trying new things. I love to cook. I love to entertain for people. So that was hard for me because it's like after I'd go out to dinner, the amount of guilt that I would have right would consume me literally and I still have those those kind of thoughts in the back of my head but basically to get back to the point because I was kind of kind of rambling um I now eat carbs and I never thought I could ever eat carbs in my life and I have my dietitian to really thank for that because it stems from the from the media right at such a young age we're Mm -hmm. told oh, don't touch a carb, don't eat pasta, don't eat bread, don't eat this and that. Like carbs are going to make you fat. When right. in reality, it's the opposite. You need carbs to lose weight. You need mm-hmm. to eat protein. Like you need a full – Who would I sent you this thing the other day. It's like, oh, media telling us only eat a 12,000 ca- or 1,200-calorie diet when in reality you need at least 1,600 calories or more to lose weight. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. But I'm kind of rambling right now. But no? basically – I now eat a baked potato like three times a week. Love. And I never in my life thought I could eat a baked potato. Like 
potatoes are you kidding me I thought that's completely off limits I'm not eat touching a potato are you kidding me now I eat a whole baked potato three to four times a week because it's high in potassium and it lowers blood pressure Mm because I have a little elevated blood pressure right now but I'm living life and I have she's like she told me this and this is what I was super scared about she's like you need to have a carb at every meal Mm -hmm. every meal and I was like even snacks. I was like, but what about dinner? Like dinner usually after I just like watch TV and chill, right? I don't need any energy. She's like, your body needs to be replenished from what uh, everything you've done during that day. Mm-hmm. So no, sweetie, you need a carb at night. And I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was scared at first. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then we had the follow-up visit and I didn't lose any weight. And sh- she's like, I kept it real with her. I was like, I'm not eating carbs at every meal. And she's like, well, if you don't follow what I say, then yeah, you're not going to lose weight. <laughs> She's like, well, I hate to tell you this. So now I eat carbs at every single meal. Breakfast, I like to have like some overnight oats with some peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I eat bananas. I used to be scared to eat bananas too. Right, right. Because that, that, that was like a food that we're told, don't you dare eat a banana. Or at least yeah. for me, I remember some, I don't know, something. I think it's because of the sugar. It's yeah, the stigma, sugar, right? The sugar. And I eat baked potatoes. I eat, but also when I say carbs, I mean healthy carbs. I'm not saying let's Complex go complex carbs. Yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm not saying let's go eat pizza and pasta and white bread and stuff like that. I mean, I'm eating quinoa, brown rice, grains, right, right. squash. Um, I'm eating whole wheat bread and potatoes, like I said. Um, and that has honestly changed my world, and I have seen some improvement well well, quick question how do you feel oh my god i feel so much better do you feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders i feel liberated i can liberate it (laughs) (laughs) so note on that like i remember the moment when for me it was an apple my apple was your banana like it was like i had an apple and i had a sweet potato i was like oh my gosh like the world didn't fall out of the sky Mm -hmm. everything was okay um so i totally relate to that and then also I think it's funny because I don't know, in the 80s, fats were carbs to us today. So everything was like, do you I do you remember probably like the the Mar- not the Mary Kay, but the sp- a special K diet. Oh, like they yes. were the they were the low fat, like everything was low fat, oh, everything said the low light. Fat days. It's so funny how like the diet industry it's just yo yo's. And it's what causes that? And like now keto is like the thing to do. And I would never do keto, honestly, because as much as we're talking about, right, the physical weight loss, it's mm-hmm. also I want to be healthy inside. Like, right. So I have like a little bit of elevated blood pressure, nothing, you know, to right. worry about, but just something to keep an eye on. And I'm like, OK, well, I know two people this year who have died from strokes mm-hmm. and high blood pressure is like the number one reason for a stroke so like sis I don't got time for a stroke here I'm trying to live my best life you know and and obviously with the pandemic it's really made me want to be extra health conscious so you know and I think you said you do like monthly or six months blood tests like I do mine once a year but I kind of want to do it more honestly um just to make sure everything is good so as much as I want to see the physical results um I also want to make sure inside I'm good. And I just feel like keto, it works for people. But I'm like, God, I I don't even want to know what your cholesterol is like right now. You know, like eating a stick of butter, but you can't have a piece of toast. Like to me, that just doesn't make sense. But 
and and I mean another thing to think about is which has been the biggest eye opener with figuring out I have PCOS is women have hormones. Congrats, revolutionary, I know. But and they're on a cycle that's monthly and they're constantly fluctuating. And if you don't have your hormone levels regulated and everything's in balance, guess what? You're not going to lose weight. You're not going to run like a normal human being. You're not going to grow hair. You're not going to have the right energy levels. And getting those things balanced is a completely different regime than, you know, a male who is an athlete who's trying another to lose another 2% body fat. Because those guys are usually the guys that are, you know, creating diet culture and like putting the trends on Instagram of, well, this is how you lose weight. You just cut down your calories. Well, great, dude. You have one hormone cycle. It changes daily. You wake up. That's what you have. So I think that having a complete diet with whole foods is not only great for your losing weight, but mainly for your hormones. And that's the key part is especially younger when I was trying to lose weight, I didn't think about the hormone part at all. But that is – it's crucial. And I kind of want to do a hormone test or I guess (gasps) you can – You haven't? I know. (gasps) I've gotten my thyroid check because I was like, oh, maybe I have a thyroid problem. But I got my thyroid check. It's completely fine because, of course, I was like, okay, well, let me try every test under the sun to like – because figure out, okay, it has to be something, right? And then I talked to my doctor, my dietitian. They're like, well, maybe you just have a slow metabolism. I'm like, great. That's not the answer I wanted. I wanted to diagnose something so right. that I could fix it. But um, I mean, hormones are so complex. Like what I didn't realize about PCOS is it's a metabolic disorder. It's not – I mean, like it's a hormone thing, but it's a metabolic disorder. And so um, – it's in correspondence with some people have it because of insulin resistance and there's all these other factors into it. So um, lots of people today don't even know they have it. It can be, you know, a hormone imbalance that's not PCOS. It's just, you know, it's a complex yeah, thing. It is. And it's like our weight is constantly fluctuating and that's what I need to like remind myself is like some days I wake up and I'm like, wow, stomach is snatched this morning. Mm-hmm. We're good. But then like by the end of the day or the next day, I'm like, why am I so bloated? Like yeah. I'll have days where I'm super bloated. And then obviously psh, when I start my period, it's like, oh, 10 pounds higher, yep. honey. Like yep. can't fit in your jeans. And it's just, I don't know. It's just annoying because for the longest time, I was so envious of my friends who had really fast metabolisms. And mm. I was so like, wow, God, if I could just eat a salad for lunch every, the whole week and like lose 10 pounds like they can, like my problems will be solved. Yeah. Um, but I've come with my relationship with my body and like I've come a long way and I'm like, you know, and I love my curves. I'm a thick woman. We're trying to get slim thick, honey, but mm-hmm. it's a work in progress. Um. But have you, like, throughout this time, like, kind of felt, like, more liberated or just kind of come more accepted, like, with your body? And, like, basically for me was, like, I have a slow metabolism. I need to accept that and I can't keep being, like, feeling sorry for myself because I was, like, okay, Abby, you have a slow metabolism. It is what it is. Let's just do the best we can. Yeah. At the start of quarantine, I – decided so Yale has this famous class and it's called like 
intro to happiness or happiness. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like how to be happy, but it's millions of people have taken it and it's the hardest class to get into in Yale because everybody wants to take it. It's mm-hmm. one of the most popular things. And at the beginning of quarantine, they were so kind. They put it online for free so anybody could take it. And I was taking it and the professor, like her entire life's work is about how to be happy as a human. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, classes was the concept of like a relative set point. So for instance, if I go out and I make $50,000 a year and at the end of the year, I'm like, oh gosh, like if I could just make $70,000, I will be happy. I will be able to buy myself the dream car, whatever that may be. Guess what? Three years later, I get that $70,000. In my head now, I need to make $100,000. And that's the idea of relative set point is that- It's never enough. It's never enough. And as humans, we always want more, which is why we're phenomenal at survival. It's Mm -hmm. why we made it this far. Um, We always want more. We're growing. Yeah. But that's always the thing with weight. And that's been the hardest thing for me to get stuck in my head consistently is like – I know. It doesn't matter if you hit that magical number that you've always wanted or you um, get to that size or you, you know, finally see that one ab line come out. You're going to want two ab lines or you're going to want five pounds more. Mm -hmm. And it's coming to the realization that it will never – officially make you happy and you have to kind of just let go and know that at the end of the day, when people are talking at your funeral, they're never going to say a thing about your body. They're going to talk about like that night where you went out and went like, to LA. We, you went to LA and you had pizza at 4 a.m., <laughs> after, which we did. <laughs> after we bypassed 300 people in the club at Poppy, the hottest nightclub in LA. It was oh, it was a night to that remember. Will, that weekend that we had in LA will be on our tombstone for sure. Oh, it will. And like those are the kind of things you're going to remember. It's yeah. not going to be the – or like for me, I remember this phenomenal pasta I had in Italy looking over the Amalfi Coast. I'm never going to – no one ever is going to talk about how I looked in a bikini at my funeral. You know, yeah. it's – you have to really reorient yourself at the end of the day and be like what really matters. But it's so hard. Oh, yeah. Because you get slapped in the face – Every single day with media and social media and advertising about, well, if you get 10 pounds thinner, you will be happier. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I want to kind of shift to the whole media aspect. And I, you know, I'm on Instagram every day and I'm like, I'll look at like Kylie Jenner's body. I'm like, fuck, like, why can't I look at that? And I'm like, Abby, she has had plastic surgery, honey, which I'm not judging good for her like she looks banging but I'm like you have not I mean I have but like not a lot and I'm like okay so you can't expect you know to have a fat ass if you haven't had fat injected in there right you know and so but it's like the whole the whole media ever since I was a kid they like they told us you need to be this you need to do that or there's constantly Mm -hmm. there's constantly just like triggers around us that they might not even specifically say it, but right. just it's just a billboard of of what we find as attractive mm-hmm. today. You know, what is what is sexy, what's in right now. And it's like always gonna be, you know, the flat the small waist 
big butt, that kind of thing. But I want to get a little philosophical for a moment because I'm thought about this. So we're always told we're never right. We're never good enough. We always need to be prettier. We Mm -hmm. always need if you like I think for me, which is so toxic, the whole my vision was like, oh, if I'm not skinny enough, I'm not pretty enough. Like I'm not going to get a man. And that's like, and yep. that, that carried me through a, like all of high school because I was like always single. And I was like, high school was pre-glow up at me. Like mm-hmm. she was cute, but she wasn't she anything. She was gorgeous. Sp- no, no, no. What are you high talking school, about? No, she was cute, but she wasn't like glow up. Now, anyway, so I was always like, well, I'm never going to get a man if I don't lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like no man's going to want a, th- a thick girl, right? Because that was my, in high school now I'm like, Hell, men love thick women, you know? But in high school, for me, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be alone if I don't fix what I look like. Right. And I was just thinking how we're all magazines, um, TV, everything is so centered around how you look. And I was like, what if it's because, like, if all of these firms that profit off of what we look like if we didn't care what we looked like they would go out of business and our economy would like low-key plummet like plastic surgeons who gone the beauty makeup in- the beauty industry multi-billion dollars right multi-billion gone skincare gone if we just didn't give a fuck what we looked like and mm-hmm. we ate what we want gyms personal trainers gone yeah Do you, just like in your head think about how many industries that that literally make billions off of telling women, maybe not to their face, but like uh, subconsciously, oh, you need this because you're not pretty enough without it. So mm-hmm. buy this from us and you'll right. be prettier. Right. It's always you buy things to obtain a certain lifestyle or certain feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, this has been ingrained since we were born because it keeps the world going. It yep. keeps us spending money, keeps the economy going because – we always constantly, like you said, always are looking for better, better, the next best thing, always trying to, you know, improve. And it just, it's just a part of our capitalist society. But I was just like, shit, if we didn't give a fuck what we looked like, like, and not saying like, you know, to be ugly or anything, but plastic surgery, gone, makeup, gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane to actually like think about it that way. I was listening to something. And they were saying that – because, I mean, at the end of the day, women have only been working in the workforce for not as long as men. I don't even yeah. want to do the numbers. And so, unfortunately, these systems that have been created were created by men. Thanks, yeah, guys. Everything was. And if there wasn't this social construct of having to look a certain way, having to be well-kept enough, having to have no dark circles under your eyes and cover them with concealer and having your hair a certain way. If women didn't have to worry about that, we probably would have cured cancer right now. Yeah, we would have taken over the world. We would have taken over the world and they got scared (laughs) and so they put this construct in so we had more things to worry about. I so believe it. it. It's kind of a joke when I say that, but like, not really. How much time and money do we spend on these things? <sighs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, hundreds and thousands. thousands. Like just think of like you and me, like one of the things we bond over is like we like nice things. And I have so many points at Sephora. Like <laughs> it's bad. It's bad, you know? And 
I spent so much money. Like I literally look at my visa bill and I'm like, shit, or my Amex bill. I'm like, oh my God, like Abby, like what did you spend that on? And then it's like Sephora, like House of CB, Revolve. And I'm like, I bought all these things because I love fashion and beauty, but also because I was trying to live up to standard, you know? Yeah, and that was one of the most liberating. You talked about what is the most liberating thing. That was one of the most liberating things for me when we went into quarantine was I did my makeup every single day for work before. And it was like, I had to do this like 45 minute face. And so then when it became Zoom, thank goodness I didn't have to do that. But I mean, I remember the days when I didn't come into work and do the 45 minute face. It was the- People look at you weird. It was the, are you okay? You Mm. look tired. What's going on? And I was like, no, (laughs) I just didn't put concealer on and color corrector the whole nine yards. So- um, yeah, the media has just created this completely unrealistic construct about how women are supposed to look. And we're chasing this hamster wheel of trying to get better and better and better. And it's, oh God, when we have daughters one day, oh. that will be one of my wishes is that somehow we change the system just a small bit so that they don't have to worry yeah. about it as much. Yeah, that's, it's so true. It's like, I remember in college, it was just a part of my routine, no questions asked. I would, you know, wake up and either work out or I would go to do my makeup, sit in, you know, 45 minutes, like you said, had to plan out hair, had to plan out my outfits. Right, right. I mean, I did it all. We did it all. Like, the idea of not wearing makeup to class wasn't an option. Right. It was just like, you sit, you brush your teeth, you do your makeup, that kind of thing. Yeah. And... During quarantine, I I, I stopped wearing makeup because I was just at home, and then I started to get more into skincare and take care of my skin. But it's like you're right. I remember, I remember specifically. This is actually funny. I would always wear makeup because I to this one class because I had a crush on the professor. <laughs> it's very me. I know which class. <laughs> and one day, I I didn't wear makeup, and he didn't even recognize me. <gasps> he had to do a double take. Wow. Yep. I was like, buddy, I know I look good with makeup, but I'm not that ugly without makeup. Like, come on now. But I was so, that was kind of like a, wow, wow, okay. You know? Yeah. No, it's, um, especially for me, I, I, I'll say this just for myself, especially for me, the whole thing about looking a certain way and guys so intertwined because as I was growing up, you looked a certain way for guys. Mm-hmm. It it was ne- – I wish it was the whole let, let's look a certain way for myself and like my girlfriends and like – but it just wasn't if I'm no. going to be honest. Now I do, which is great. Um, but when you're, you know, when you've got all these hormones pumping through your veins and yeah. you, you want to have a boyfriend and you want to have your first kiss, like that's what you do. Um, and it's just so sad. Yeah. And it's just so sick. And guys are trained to want certain things and want – I just wish that men were not taught that women need to be a certain size their entire life mm-hmm. or look a certain way. Like you think of the – have you seen Mrs. Marvel? No. Okay, there's this phenomenal scene at like the first episode uh-huh. where she like – he falls asleep at night – 
and then she gets out of bed, takes off her makeup, mm. gets back in bed, and then like before he wakes up, she has like the window wakes her up, like the light hits her, and then she scurries off to the bathroom and like does her hair and does her makeup and then lays gently on the pillow, yeah. and then he rolls over and he never knows what she truly looks like. Like it's it, crazy. That's honestly like how men are think today yeah. still, and or- it's sad. It, or just think about how men, they like say, oh, I want a girl who's who does natural makeup, who's natural. But then Buddy. the pictures <laughs> show what natural women is. I'm like, come on. Like, I can tell you all the products she used and it is more than I can count on my fingers, buddy. Like, And and she had her lashes done professionally. She got some lip filler. She got some jawline contour. Like, she had her brows laminated. Exactly. It's, it's honestly – and then – during quarantine, I wrote out everything that I do for like my face, and I was like, "This is so much money." Brow lamination, right? S- facials, skincare, like medical grade skincare, makeup, filler, mm-hmm. um, spray tans, ha- get my hair blown out at the dry bar, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And I was like, "This is like adding up to over a thousand dollars." It's crazy. Or fill. I forgot the fills every two weeks for your nails. Um, yeah. I, I only want daughters. I don't want sons because I don't know what I'd do with a son. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do with you? What do I do with you? I need a girl that I can teach makeup and beauty and then we have tea parties. Um, yes. But if I do end up having a son, I want to make sure he understands like what a real woman like looks like and how you treat a real woman and what your expectations are because it's like, oh, this is so funny. I saw – so Saweetie, who I love, she did an interview, and I, I don't know if I sent this to you, but it was so funny. Some guy was like, "Oh, well, do you take? Would you do? Would you take your boyfriend out for shopping?" And she's like, "Why do boyfriends want to be treated like girlfriends?" Mm. And she's like, "They're like, well, come on, like we, you expect us to pay for all this stuff and court you and do this." And she's like, "Yeah, if I'm," she's like, "I'm doing the hair, the nails. If you want me to look good." It costs money. So I'm just – so it's like their expectation because if you didn't do that, they'd be like, whoa, like what's yeah, wrong? Are you okay? Are you, are okay? you tired? Are, are you, you sick? Are you? Oh, I hate when people say, are you sick? Oh, my oh, no, God. No, I just didn't sleep well last night. Thanks. No. But this is interesting. So I can't remember where I got this from. But mm-hmm. apparently people say – or it said that – other people view you 20% prettier than you view yourself, which I feel like makes sense because we're so hard on myself. We're so critical. So critical. Like, like I think, Meg, you're stunning. And oh, I, you. like, don't think you have a single flaw. But, like, I'm sure you Aww. can probably um, point out, like. Oh, I'm the worst. Of the worst. Of, no, I am. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, I, I understand that to the nth degree. And it's a good reminder because um, I feel like we're, kind of trained to be self-critical, you know, this whole mm-hmm. growth mindset, like, where do you need to improve? What should you be doing? And so it's this, you always want to know your flaws and your weaknesses, or your um, your strengths and your mm-hmm. weaknesses. And just like to wrap up, basically, I just want to reiterate, like, I still don't have this shit figured out. I'm still trying to figure out, and that's what's a part of my self-journey, but like, I think what has really helped with my re- self-reflection is like I'm accepting yeah. that I I don't have it all figured out, but mm-hmm. I'm learning and I'm getting better at it. And I think what people think is like, okay, if you go on this self-journey to like 
find yourself or have a better relationship with your body, you have to do this like eat, pray, love thing and go to Bali and like (laughs) on this (laughs) trip by yourself and figure, I'm like, no, you can literally do this on your day-to-day life. And that's what I've been doing. And, you know, I have had success with the work with my dietitian and I'll probably in like an Instagram post or something, if you guys want, I can like list out what I eat. But, you know, it's, I've seen improvement, but I still have a lot to do, both physical and mental with Mm -hmm. my relationship with food, but also where I want to be physically. And I know I'm never going to be like Kylie Jenner or like a size zero or like Kim has that hourglass figure because I don't know. It's just my metabolism. And I've just accepted like I'm always going to be a little thick, honey. But you you know what? You also don't have like a private chef in your house every night and the 10 best. different trainers yeah. like it you takes have to a, put in perspective it takes a team an army yeah you know could you imagine if we had hair and makeup team every single day like oh have, like how freaking stunning if i could take a nap and get my makeup done oh my and gosh have Jesus <laughs> do my hair and have makeup by ariel do my makeup like done and have jill jacob style me Oh, yeah. We have to put in perspective. And that's another thing with the media is they expect us to live up to the standard of celebrities when it's like they have 20 people behind them making them glam. If if I was in the chair and had a professional makeup artist and hair person and someone styling me and had always had the right lighting on me, I would look amazing, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. like you have to put in perspective. You're a regular person um who has a life and can't sit in a makeup chair for an hour and a half two hours a day exactly uh, but yeah so i just want to reiterate i still don't have this figured out but i think it was just good to just like chat about it because it's like i remember for the longest time i felt very alone in the fact mm. that i couldn't lose weight and it was i was frustrated like my dietitian i would cry to her and she would be like Maybe, do you need to see someone? Like I have, you know, people you can talk to. I was like, no, no, no. Like I don't have an eating disorder. I don't any of that. I'm just frustrated because I'm putting right. in so much energy and I'm seeing no results and I've done literally everything and I'm seeing zero results. So it's like, you know, when you do work so hard at something and you see zero results continuously when you mm-hmm. try a bunch of different things, it's frustrating. So love yourself, figure your figure it out and it's like a continuous journey but yeah what i what i hope someone listening to this walks away from it is that you're not alone this yeah. isn't some kind of weird thing like every mm. single person has some kind of weird Everyone. body thing and not a lot of people are talking about mm. it so why like we women need to stick together like mm-hmm. when we like had that vulnerable open discussion about our struggles with weight loss i was like oh my God, I'm not alone. Like Meg understands my frustration. Like she gets it. Mm -hmm. And that would like really helped me with my self journey because I was like, I'm not the only one. Right. And then just having like a girlfriend who I can talk to and relate to is like, makes it all the most like way more helpful, you know? So yeah, I don't know why we don't talk about it. We definitely should talk about it more. So I'm glad we're doing it today. But thank yes, you for of course. Doing it. And Meg and I we're gonna discuss a totally different topic now, which will Very be on different. next week's episode. So definitely stay tuned and thank you guys for listening and please rate and review. 
Thanks so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple and Spotify. And please rate and review if you really enjoyed today's episode. It would mean so much to me and really helps me out with the ratings. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Real Talk with Abby to stay up to date on the next and latest episode. Thanks.